Hotty ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host Candace Sloan, you know from Instagram at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show Monk right here each week. And we are going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So I've got my junk food here, which is actually like these little coconut marshmallow treat things. What are those? Conchas? Con- what does it say on the it side? Says, it says got Gamesa. Um, oh. They're Mexican treats. I don't know where to put the accent. Gamesa. Gamesa. I have no clue. But they're like little pom-pom things. They're kind of cute. Yeah. And I, doing paleo still, have these caramel coconut butter cups. So I'm excited to try these during junk time because I'm actually hungry again because Ew. I'm barely eating any of it. So. <laughs> also, you must know I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan, so I watching in 2007 and for the most part watched it as it aired. I've seen seasons one and two and those we've done on the show and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. This is Mr. Monk Goes to Group Therapy, season eight, episode eight. Here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see a woman named Barbara O'Keefe in the tub having a phone conversation and discussing her therapist, Dr. Bell. She's suddenly surprised by an intruder and is brutally murdered. Next, we see Adrian Monk receiving the bad news that his HMO will no longer be reimbursing him for his therapy sessions. So, Dr. Bell's solution is group therapy. Adrian decides to attend and discovers that the murdered woman was a member of the therapy group. Shortly after, Augie, another group member, is killed the group begins to worry that they are being killed off one by one. Upon further investigation, Monk reveals to the group that Barbara was murdered and did not kill herself as previously suspected. Then, another group member, Rhonda, is killed with a deadly combination of cleaning supplies. As Monk and Natalie investigate, he remembers about an ex-group member he had heard about, Xavier Danko, who they had seen purchasing those exact items. As Natalie becomes incapacitated by the poison gas, Monk is kidnapped by the killer alongside his fellow group member, Harold Crenshaw. Luckily, Adrian and Harold break free from the truck of Xavier's car to discover they're at Dr. Bell's home and go to rescue him. There they find Xavier has already confessed and is sobbing to Dr. Bell. It turns out he had been obsessed with an exotic dancer, and since he had confided in his group about his obsession, he had to kill them all to keep his secret. The case is closed with Adrian and Harold finally seeing eye to eye and become friends in the end. Nice. And that is Mr. Monk goes to group therapy. I don't know. I thought it'd be what? That was pretty good. Can we do that after every time? Uh, sure. The last eight episodes of our show, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> okay. Do you have a lot of likes? I don't. I feel like. This episode was just, like, so neutral. It's so weird, because I'll just start off by saying that, like, I watched this episode by myself first, and then I watched it with you. Mm-hmm. And when I watched it by myself, I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. This episode is so amazing. It's great. It's awesome. And then I watched it with you, and I was like, he's it's... not laughing very much. And I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't that funny. But it was also because I'd yeah. already seen it, so I wasn't, no, like, it laughing. it was not that funny. I wasn't laughing at the jokes, as much, I, I was laughing out loud by myself, and then mm-hmm. whenever I was with you, I was like, 
oh, I've already heard this joke, so it's not like laugh out loud funny anymore. But yeah, I so. thought about it and I was like, I only like for a very comedy centric episode, I only laughed like three times, which is pretty like even on like super like scary episodes, I laugh like six times. <laughs> Maybe you just weren't into it today because I thought it was there's a I lot of I a lot of funny scenes. I guess there were. Yeah. So, like, the entire scene, oh, and a lot of them, the first thing I actually put is Dr. Bell in the house, okay? This is, like, is this not, like, one of the only episodes, maybe besides Underwater, that is Dr. Bell heavy? That's what I thought. DB episode. (laughs) Exactly. So, I thought, like, wow, Dr. Bell did amazing, and... There's so many scenes with him in it. Like, the first one is Adrian's session. His agonizing last session when Mm -hmm. he realizes his HMO will no longer pay. And he has one left. And so he brings his note cards and he's like, okay, Dr. Bell, we got to get this going. Like, we got to cure something today. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And, like, he's, like, squirming in his chair. Because every time he, like, pulls out a card, he's like, okay, claustrophobia. And then... He's, he'll start, like, talking, like, okay, well, claustrophobia is, you know, a side effect of blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, just forget it, forget it. Okay, <laughs> what about bees? And he's like, well, well, I mean, you know, we really don't live in a really, like, rural area, so that's not really a big deal. Okay, yeah, 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 skip. Okay, fear <laughs> of blenders. Well, I mean, if you don't own a blender, it's not really much of a problem. Okay, next, next, forget that one. Okay, fear of bees in blenders. <laughs> Like, then there was, that was just the end of the scene. The whole scene is really, Adrian is just like squirming in his chair. Like, we have to figure something out. Like, death, fear of death, fear of fear itself. Like, he's trying to get Dr. Bell to, like, hit a home run in this one session. And it's so funny. And then, and then Dr. Bell is like, oh, the claustrophobia one. Yeah. He's like, okay, let's do that one. He's like, okay, imagine there's a door. And Monk's like, yeah, it's locked. He's like, Imagine the key to that door. Yeah, the key didn't work. He's like, imagine it's a skeleton key. Okay, yeah, just skip this one. (laughs) And then after all that, Dr. Bell's like, okay, let's see if there's another way around this HMO. (laughs) And then that's, you know, well, the group therapy idea was born. But I thought, I liked that scene. I thought it was funny. I liked Monk's group. They were so cute. Like... Yeah, they were just like a, a band of misfits. I know. <laughs> they totally were. It is so cute. I love them. I like Augie. Augie's my favorite. He's scared of everything, which oh, yeah. I guess the whole group is like obsessive. He said they have like, a, they're obsessive or they have phobias, but I didn't get the phobia that the girl had. Does the, the lady, was she scared of stuff? I thought she like seemed it. mad. Like, that she everybody. seemed like she had an anger issue. Yeah. I didn't notice her being, like, obsessive or anything. Yeah. So I wasn't quite sure how she fit in, but I liked Augie. He was funny. I agree. Uh, also, we have... Uh, <laughs> this is when Adrian figures out, like, okay, group therapy, not happening. I need a plan B. And so he makes Natalie ride tandem with him on a bike... <laughs> And he's not even pedaling. Did you notice he <laughs> yeah, wasn't even yeah. pedaling? Okay. He was just like he's standing. Like, he's, he has his legs out at first. And then they pull up next to Dr. Bell and he like pulls his legs up and puts him on the little <laughs> handlebar thing. And he's like, oh, Dr. Bell, so great to see you. I didn't know you were in this. You biked in this park. And he's like, yep, every morning. And he's like, oh, that's great. How are you doing? And he's like, good. He's like, I'm doing well. 
He's like, yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about my mother lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, Adrian, I can't give, I can't just give you a session right here in the middle of the park. And he's like, what are you talking about a session? We're just two guys in the park <laughs> talking about my mother. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And then, of course, Natalie's like trying to go up the hill. And he's like, mush, Natalie, mush, mush. <laughs> She's a dog. Oh, God, it's so funny. Um, Vardex, like, is the, the, not CGI, the stunt doubles in that scene, me and Candace. Yes, the bike scene, yeah. The bike scene where they fall off the bike. It looked a little weird, but, like. It looked like a lot of cuts to hide. Yes, yes. It looks like, it looked like a lot of cuts, but upon further investigation, it, like, frame by frame, everything was good. It was good. It was kosher. They, you did not see, like, a bad Natalie wig Mm -hmm. or a bad monk fro. Mm-hmm. They fell off the bike and they kind of piece it together. And it looks really good. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with that. You were like, oh, let me see if I see stunt doubles. And I was thinking like, yeah, I didn't see any. Yeah. I'll see if he does. And you're like, oh, that looks good. And I was like, agreed. <laughs> okay. I put, of course, Harold is back. And he's not threatened by Adrian in the slightest. <laughs> is what he says. It's so funny. I love how they hide him. They Harold? hide him in yeah. the group session. And they're like, this is... Uh, Rhonda, she's whatever. This mm-hmm. is Augie. He's blah blah blah. And uh, oh yeah, Augie too. And he's like, I have a fear of this, 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 like agoraphobia yeah. and claustrophobia and blah blah blah. And Doctor Bell's like, remember Augie, we don't have to introduce ourselves with our fears. <laughs> it's so cute when he does that. But anyway, yeah. So Harold <laughs> is back, and he's trying so hard to impress Doctor Bell and make it seem like he's cured. See, and I thought that was weird that Harold said that he was trying to impress Doctor Bell. It seemed more like he was. Trying to impress Adrian. Yeah. Like, get under Adrian's skin. I thought he was, that was weird that he said that. Like, Dr. Bell doesn't care if you're claustrophobic. Like, Mm -hmm. he's trying to help you. So. I mean. He does. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't care, like, if you're magically cured right now. You're obviously doing this because Adrian is here. Yeah. If it was just us, you would tell me I'm claustrophobic. Yeah, I feel like for the writers, it would have been better for them to be, like, instead of them randomly being, like, oh, I was trying to impress Dr. Bell. While they're having that heart-to-heart to be like, I was trying to impress you. Exactly. It's kind of weird that they just randomly put Dr. Bell in there. Yeah, yeah he, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, but he's trying to, like, dog Monk. He's like, he can't even shake hands. He's like, I can shake hands. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. And he shakes Harold's hand, and then he pulls out his wife. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember I used to be like that. I would pull out my wife and take it like this and wipe <laughs> off my hand like this. And then I would take it into a little square, and I would fold it like this. And then I'd put it in my pocket like that. I was pathetic. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Harold has a lot of good scenes. That was, the, I mean... That one was just probably one of the best. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, he's like, okay, Dr. Bell, he says, okay, now let's start with claustrophobia since all you have that in common. And Harold's like, not me, Dr. Bell. He's like, what? Since when? He's like, you cured me, remember? I used visualization. I pictured a door and then I pictured a key to that door. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. You're well, a god. Well, you never <laughs> said that. And you're like, did he say Dr. Bell's a god? Yes. Right? Yeah. And he's like... He's like, yes, you, you're a god. You cured me. Thank you. Gracias. Merci beaucoup. Danke chez. Arigato. Young ding And he's like, that's Vietnamese. <laughs> it was so funny. It's so aggressive. Like, Merci beaucoup. Danke. 
<laughs> oh gosh, it's so stupid. Oh, and then Monk, whenever he's like, yeah, Monk has an assistant. And they're oh, like, yeah. what? You have an assistant? And Dr. Will's like, yes, Adrian has a really hard job that requires an assistant. And then Harold's like, I wish I had an assistant <laughs> oh, and then that did everything for us and blah, blah, blah. And then whenever they start talking about their friend Barbara who died, they're like, I know we're all grieving right now and we will be grieving for some time. And Harold's like, wish I had an assistant. She could grieve for me. <laughs> <laughs> Harold being the detective. Oh my god. He's like, gosh. maybe you did it, Monk. Because Monk's accusing all of them. And he's like, maybe you did it, Monk. And he's like, doing Monk's hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so funny. And he's like, looking at Monk like, do you deny it? He's like, of course I deny it. <laughs> and he's like, that's what a guilty person would say. And he's like, you're right, it is. <laughs> and then he like walks around, does the hand thing. He's like, he had the motive and the means Here's what happened. You were so jealous. You wanted Dr. Bell all to yourself. And so this has this big, long summation of <laughs> Monk with these crazy eyes, like, murdering everybody. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is it was not a bad theory. Yeah. Like, it actually wasn't a bad theory. It made sense. It totally made sense. And then, like, Monk starts to believe it. And then even, like, whenever he goes to find uh, Rhonda and she's dead of cleaning supplies, and Monk's like, oh, God. This is exactly how I would kill someone. <laughs> it was so, so, like, it was a really good theory. Yeah. I actually thought that. I, th- I feel like they could have leaned on that more and have been, like, Monk actually thinking that it was him. Yes. I thought that for a second, too, because, again, when I rewatched it with you, I realized, I did honestly realize this by myself, that whenever they show Xavier Danko in the grocery store, it's super obvious yeah. that he's the guy. And so I was like, and then you said it whenever we were watching it. I like paused it. and I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> yeah, you were like, are they being trying to be that obvious? And I was like, dang it. Yeah, they totally are. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if they hadn't like, if they had just like mentioned. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the struggle with Monk. If Harold had just mentioned it, like that's the only way Monk would have like known about it. Yeah. Right. If we hadn't actually seen him like pushing the cart with his cleaning supplies, then we would have been mad at the end of the episode because then they we would have been like, oh, this Xavier Danko guy coming out of left field. Like, how stupid is that? You know what I mean? So it's like we want to have it like both ways. We're like, well, don't just show us like he's the killer, but also like we need to see him at least once. Yeah. And the, you know what I mean? Like that to me, that's like a constant struggle with this show because you don't want it to be obvious in your face. But a lot of the times it's, like, more of figuring out, like, the motive. Like, why? Like, you didn't have a motive, really, because you're like, oh, he's obsessed with a stripper. But, like, who cares? Like, whatever. But the fact that they, like, show him, like, for so long, like, pushing the cart, you're like, okay, he's the guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that's they a struggle. Have, he has a distinct enough name for them to have snuck him in to the, where they're, like, Oh yeah, we're it's like we're losing members or whatever. What's her face? Beverly, what's her name? Barbara oh. is dead and this guy just left too. That's a good point. They could have easily Yeah. Xavier or something. But see and even then even then if they would have said, Who's Xavier? and he said, Oh, Xavier Danko, he left 
He was obsessed with the stripper. Blah, blah, blah. You still would have been like, that seems sketch. Because they would have added. I I agree. I agree. But it just, I think it needs more work to to make it. But I do agree with the overall thing. Like, they could have leaned heavier onto like, are they kidding? Like, Monk could have done it. What the heck? Like, that would have been really interesting. Like, Monk could have been the killer. But we do have the opposite killer. Which is Randy's fantastic theory. Like, wait a second. He was afraid of heights. And he's like, no, Augie wasn't afraid of heights. And like, he was afraid of spiders. Oh, so then he's killing people the opposite of their fears. He's the opposite killer. <laughs> and Stalemar's like, so you think the opposite of a spider is a tall building? It's like, what do you think the opposite of a spider is? <laughs> I don't know, but it's not a tall building. He's like, tell that to the opposite killer. <laughs> and then they're like... And then Monk's like, oh, yeah, this girl, she didn't drown. She was murdered. And Randy's like, let me guess. She wasn't afraid of water. (laughs) And then Stottlemyre's like, Randy, there's no such thing as the opposite killer. If there was, you would have been killed by a falling rocket scientist a long time ago. (laughs) I like that line. That was a good one. It didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it called Randy stupid. And then Randy's just, like, staring, like... (laughs) You're not sure if he gets it, and he's just, like, staring off. It's funny, so. I don't have that many likes, but I have, like, three more. But um, using the car jack to get out of the trunk of the car was genius. That is so smart. I would have never thought of that. It was really genius. Like, I mean, I guess, I no, I probably wouldn't have been able to think of it in the car, let alone in a writer's studio. Right, right, yeah. If I actually, my life depended on it, I might have thought about using the car jack to crank up the trunk. But, like, if someone, if we were writing this, then I would have never even crossed my mind. Yeah, well, I've never changed a tire. I I know the gist of it. I've seen Toby do it a few times. But, yeah, I, I that never would have crossed my mind. The thing that I have seen is, like, on 2020 and all those shows... They tell you if you're ever kidnapped, you got to kick the taillight out of the back. You know, like you, you find where the taillight would be and you start kicking out of the back of it because if you can hit through it and you break the taillight, then they might even get pulled over because their taillight is out. And, and if you could also kick, if you can kick it all the way through, I don't, I don't know if this is real. I saw it on TV, but if you kick it all the way through and you can actually make a hole too, you can maybe stick your hand out. But I don't I don't know how well that works, like what it looks like on the inside of the trunk to like you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if it looks how like they did it, solid. it was like you could see the taillight. It was like red. Yeah. In the corner. Yeah. So I don't know if that actually worked, but just in case you're ever kidnapped, give it a try. That All right. It's dangerous to like have the trunk connected to the taillight. They didn't What's have a better system to? for like kidnappings in the back of trucks like forge or just like kidnappers like... need a better system or no the... oh, okay it's like trucks need a better system oh, okay okay to be able to like notify that there's someone in the trunk i don't know yeah like that's the thing that's if, uh, yeah if everybody knows about it. it's like the banks when they have the button and then the robbers go in and they're like you better not push that yeah. button <laughs> <laughs> and you're like crap <laughs> Yeah, what's the point of the button if they know I'm going to press it and they're just going to shoot me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. I Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but about that scene, too, 
that's the heartwarming scene we were talking about just for a second about Monk and Harold and they like actually give each other like group therapy mm-hmm. while they're in there. And it was really cool too. I was thinking like, I wonder why they made Harold freak out and not Monk like be the one to freak out. But it definitely made it, it made for a really good Monk win that he actually was like, Harold, please stop. You're making it hard to freak out. Just calm down and breathe. And then he's like, well, I'm trapped. I'm trapped. The walls are closing in. They're closing in. And Monk's like, I think we have this all wrong. This trunk is actually protecting us oh, it's from so cute. all the things. And he's like, you're right. And then they like get, re- they're really close, obviously next to each other. And he's like, this group therapy thing really does work. And he's like, it really does. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so sweet. And that's when they have like, oh, I was always trying to one up you. Why am I like this? Why do I care what other people think? And, and they just like, no, you're the best, Harold. I'm always trying to impress you. You have your life together. And you and you have a job. And you're in the real world. And have a family yeah. and everything. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh, they do say, though, uh, whenever they're splitting sides, they're like, that's my side. And this, this is my side. And that's your <laughs> side. And he's like, my side's better. It's carpeted. <laughs> he's like, mine's quieter. He's like, oh, shut up. And he's like, it has the muffler. It's technically quieter. <laughs> Like, grow up. I don't want to. <laughs> do you have any more likes? I do. Okay. Um, oh, Monk's Beach. And then my last one is Harold's groups are always getting killed off. <laughs> when he was... Well, I forgot what episode it was, but he's like he's like part of... Oh, it was Mr. Monk and the... And the... The one with the parking garage. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. And, Fight City Hall, Fight City yeah, Hall, yeah, Fight yeah, City yeah. Hall, yeah. and he's like part of the council, the city. I forget what it's called. Yeah, but city council. Yeah, the city. Shut up, kid. <laughs> he's helping. part of the city council, he's and he's like above the thing, and he's like praying, and he's like, let's. It's like one of the best scenes. I know. <laughs> let's just hope that there's not like a mass murderer who's vigilante, to, vigilante who's come to kill all of us. <laughs> In a very specific, peculiar way. I know. I wish I memorized it. It's so good. It's so Amen. good. Amen. 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 Yes, totally, totally City Hall vibes for sure. I only have one more. Okay. And that's the very last scene where Danko is crying. And he's like, Dr. Oh, Bell, yeah. do you believe in God? <laughs> And Harold's like, like, shut up. (laughs) Excuse me. My friend was just talking. (laughs) Go ahead, Adrian. (laughs) Do you believe in God? Excuse me. (laughs) It's a bunch of Harold crazy, but it's for Monk. And it's so good. It's so cute. That, That honestly, like that might be exaggerating, but I feel like watching him stick up for Monk like that and the face he's making, he's Mm -hmm. pissed. That's like my se- probably my second favorite Harold moment under the city council prayer. <laughs> it is so good. I I don't know, but Adrian, 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 Adrian. <laughs> that's a pretty good one too. So I will have to do something like that. I feel like this was very like I don't know like filler episode, but not even because Harold and Monk really become friends. So it's not even like. Because I thought about it and I was like, well, this is really stupid because we started with Monk being by himself and we ended with Monk being by himself with Dr. Bell. And then I, yeah, yeah. they 
they resolve before the end of the show, which I guess is better than doing it in, like, the last episode or something. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I loved it. Okay. I put, in dislikes, I actually put that Monk and Harold are friends because there's no more rivalry. What? Like, I mean... If if that if this is the end of Harold, right? Like if we're getting towards the end, and like you said, if they're not gonna show Harold again or sum up his relationship, like this might be the sum up of his relationship with Harold. No, because just because I'm not, I I'm genuinely am not hundred percent sure because I don't remember. Um, because Harold could pop up at any time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like because sometimes they do that on shows. You know, they'll be like, oh, they're friends. And then the next one, they're like rivals again. You know what I mean? They do that on kid. They do that on kid shows a lot. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, the the bully wasn't the bully after all. And then a few episodes later, they're the bully again. J- yeah. You know what I mean? Just to have like a bully. Like they could totally just like do that. Like a one-off, like, hi, Adrian, you know. But if this is like the end of their relationship, then that's like extremely sad. Because like they're friends. So there's no more like rivalry or I anything. I it was a nice little bow. It, no, no, it is a bow. I like it, but I don't like that that means it's the end. I guess, but I also don't care enough. Not don't care enough. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 I phased that. I phased. I phrased that incorrectly. I don't. I, I think the, the bow is larger than my caring for Harold being there. Like, against Monk. So I, I'm willing to take the chance that Harold is going to be in the finale for this episode. Okay. Okay. I got you. All right. My next dislike is... This isn't... Okay. It's not really dislike. The hand thing. I didn't understand the hand thing when Monk is doing that. He's doing his own hand thing mm-hmm. in his living room. And then Natalie like helps like him because he, he's turning his hands around towards him. And then she like grabs him and like faces him the other way. And he, like, does it again, like, turns his hands again, and she's, like, keeps flipping them over. No, I don't want well, I don't get it. What is he doing? You don't get it? Mm-mm. He's suspecting himself. Yeah, what do the hands mean, though? Like, I get, I Oh, mean, like, he's turning the hands on him? Like, he's or? the clue, or, like, because, you know, he's, he thinks he did it. Oh. And so he's, like, what if I did it? And so he's, like searching himself like okay like he's trying to do the hand thing to himself yeah like he's like turning okay okay i got it okay i got it i got it i got it i didn't get it i really didn't get it i thought it was like one of those things where you're just like oh my gosh what have i done like i killed somebody Aww. that's what i was thinking and i was like is that what they're going for but that makes more sense what you're yeah. saying they okay. could have probably did it with like a mirror or something like that would have been better well they did kind of whenever he was looking at himself in the mirror and he was like pulling his eyelid down and like looking at his face and he's like Maybe it is me. And Natalie walks up behind him. Why? I do not remember that. Yeah, because I almost wrote it down as a plot hole. I was like, that mirror isn't always there, <laughs> is it? But I didn't remember mm-hmm. if it was there, so I didn't write it down. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I vividly remember the mirror now. So I'll see if it's there from now on. <laughs> okay. I'm on mirror watch. <laughs> okay. Um, My next dislike was it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. When the episode ended i said which i stand by this episode was really consistent it was it was very like i mean if it was boring it was boring the whole way through (laughs) 
<laughs> See, and you said that you were like, this wasn't like amazing, but it wasn't like terrible. It was very consistent. And I was like, it was very consistent because I saw it as multiple scenes of Harold just being like crazy yeah. and hilarious on like another Harold thing, another Harold thing. And I thought it was very consistent in that. Mm-hmm. And if Harold wasn't being crazy, Monk was being crazy. He was accusing himself of murder. He was losing out on his therapy sessions. He was having a therapy session. So I thought it was a, like, bam, bam, bam. I thought each scene was really great. So that was just me. Um, I have a lot of plot holes that are dislikes, actually. So one is, because uh, I actually disliked this one. Natalie just sits by the ammonia bleach. And no. it's just like, I just... These, these aren't your kind, Mr. Monk. These, these are his kind. And then uh, pass out. Yeah. And then she wakes up. Because Monk and puts then, her in the chair, in the wheelchair. He p- picks her up and puts her in there. And then she walks back over to them, right? And like goes... She she calls Stottlemyre on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Captain Stottlemyre. And then she walks back over to the chair and sits in the chair. I'm like... Why was she even back in the middle of the Go outside. <laughs> what? Literally go outside. Or what like, are you doing? Like, if you put your head out the window or something. Like literally go outside. Yeah. I don't understand that. Like she's like, I guess I like she really didn't want any part of this case. <laughs> they were really trying to write her out of no. that like monk and Harold antics. They had to make her pass out and then mm-hmm. yeah. I did not like that. It was like I don't know. It was it was just done poorly. Like, it would not have been hard to make her walk outside. She could have just... I, it just yeah, just, like, stumble outside. Yeah. Like, like, like she's going for the door. Captain Stottlemyre, not, don't make her go sit back down in the chair. Yeah. That just makes her look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about it. I don't know so. why I passed out. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll just sit in this wheelchair. <laughs> she rolls herself out in the chair. <laughs> no, she's gonna go freaking look at them, like... Okay, he used this bottle of <laughs> um, the evidence right here. It smells really strong. <laughs> so strong. Oh gosh. Okay, so my next dislike is Augie dying. Oh my god. Augie, I didn't even like Augie that much. I lied to you at the beginning of the show. Augie sucks. I hate I don't even remember saying. I don't remember you saying you liked him. I li- I was surprised. I think I, was, I said I agree. Well, I was actually surprised. Like I don't know why I was surprised that Augie died. Like they, I thought they were just like at a new murder scene, and then they like show him dead, and I was like, oh no! Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why I was surprised, but I was, and I was like, oh man, I liked him. Why didn't they kill Rhonda? I guess she was a better um, suspect. Like, mm-hmm. she had killed the people, not Augie. He was too nice. but No, he wasn't. Augie deserved death. <gasps> okay, I'm moving on, because <laughs> that's uncalled for. Okay. Sorry, Augie, I didn't mean it. I actually only have one more dislike. I have one more, too. Okay, mine is that the he's the guy who's kind of obvious. I mean, not kind of obvious. It was really obvious. Amy Aquino? No, no, not not that he's the guy. I'm sorry. I'm saying the guy. He's the guy. Like the murderer. Yeah, I know. She was on that one show. What are you talking about? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Xavier Donko. Yeah. Okay, Xavier Donko. It was really obvious when they showed him in the supermarket and then 
the fact that they were the, just like staring them, staring at him, like explaining him. It was so dumb. They were like, "Yeah, that's Xavier Donko. He used to be part of our study group or our study group." <laughs> I, I, I watch too much Community. He, he's he's part of our uh, group therapy, and he also is obsessed with this stripper. And what else did I say? They're just like, yeah, that's pretty much Basically it. Basically explaining just, like his motive and his thing. Yeah, exactly. Like stupid summaries about people in like five seconds. Yeah, because you're like, okay, we need to know that for later. You know? <laughs> nice. Good to know. <laughs> exactly. Okay, my last dislike is Dr. Bell and Monk are kind of happy about everyone dying yeah. <laughs> at the end. They're just like, I know. This is a great group. That was like yeah. the last line. I was like, oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> I thought that the one of my dislike, I didn't, I don't think I wrote it down in a plot hole. Maybe I did, but the fact that Harold leaves the group, I thought that I didn't, I did not like that. I didn't like that Harold left the group session, even though it does make sense to be able to have Monk like, Mm-hmm. have his private sessions back i didn't think it was realistic that harold would do that yeah but i don't know that, that's my actual last dislike but. He's, he's the, the guy. guy all right Candace, i have one for he's the guy let me go let me okay, go, let go, me go, go. go okay the person who's part of or the amy aquino who plays Rhonda in the study in the, not the study group sorry in the <laughs> group Ramon therapy to group study <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, she was. She is Amino Aquino, 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 Aquino. I don't even know. I don't care. But <laughs> she is a therapist on, which is kind of ironic, on the new Disney Plus show. Not new. It came out like I don't know four weeks ago. New Disney Plus show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and she freaking sucks on it. I hate her. What? She she she's the bad guy. No. Or I just hate her. Oh. <laughs> She's just a bad actress or what? No, she's just annoying. Because basically this one superhero is like in therapy mm-hmm. and they, and he hates it. And I, I like the superhero, so I hate it too. Oh, gotcha. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Okay. I have her too, Amy Aquino. <gasps> no way. Yes. She was in Glee, Suits, Seventh yeah. Heaven, but I recognize her most and like first, first and foremost from Everybody Loves Raymond, which I'm rewatching right now. Yeah. Uh, I love Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, I love Raymond. Very, very classic show that I grew up with. And she is a villain in that show. She's <gasps> in a few different episodes and she plays Peggy. And I remember, I'm not to this episode yet. I, I feel like I'm getting close because I'm already in season five. But oh uh, there's an episode where, because like Ray has a daughter named Allie. Mm-hmm. And then Peggy has a daughter and they both sell Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and Ray has to go with Allie to go set up for the Girl Scout cookies and apparently he doesn't know like whose turf is whose. Mm-hmm. So he like goes to set up at the like big supermarket and that's Peggy's territory. <laughs> and they end up I haven't seen it in like years, but it's pretty like in my mind for me to remember this. But they're like fighting over the table. Like he's like she was like, You move your table and he's like, No. <laughs> and so they're like shh, grabbing on the table and like shaking it and all the cookies like go flying and like they throw oh the my table. God. Yeah, it's like pretty intense and then yeah, his wife gets mad at him and everything. But yeah, so that is Peggy from Everybody Loves Raymond. And also, guess what? She's on an episode of Mank, 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 Mank. She plays a very important role on Monk. Oh. Yes. 
Okay. She is Sharona. Basically. <laughs> basically, she comes to interview when Sharona leaves. No fracking way. Yes. And she's. No way. Yeah. And she asks, like, if she can smoke. Or she doesn't ask if she can smoke. And She's she, a smoke lady? She pulls out the cigarette. She's the smoke lady. And he's like, oh, you can't do that. And she's like, oh, God, cry me a river. And she throws the cigarette into oh. the trash can that Monk is putting out when Natalie comes Ugh. in and they meet for the first time. And Natalie puts out her cigarette. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What an important role this lady had, right? Oh, my God. Isn't that wild? That's mind-blowing. She's the reason good. Natalie is hired. Mm-hmm. I basically mean, sure she sure. saves monk's life well, i sure that's because wasn't monk freaking out or something yeah he was like okay have to stand six feet away yeah from the thing and then natalie grabs the fire extinguisher mm-hmm. and she's like it's approximation it's like six to ten feet or whatever and he's like they should really put that on the bottle because <laughs> he's like walk it's like six yeah. steps or whatever yeah so yeah, sure. She she uh she got Natalie hired. That's amazing. Oh my god. Yes, her name was Mrs. Bowen, and she was like a nurse or something. Cause she's like, you don't need a nurse, you need a whatever, an assistant or something like that. She says something like that. But okay, next I have the pool guy. He was on Twenty Four. He played Hugo on Twenty Four. His name is Alex Castillo. Hugo's and, there. Yeah. That's his real name, Alex Castillo. And then my last one is actually from Big Sky that I've been watching with Ted Levine. And from one of your favorite episodes, Mr. Monk gets jury duty. (gasps) The the criminal Escobar. No. He's he's on it. Yep. He's still alive. A lot of people die on this show. To be honest, I think Ted Levine's going to be the next person to die on this show. Because his whole family... On big, well, oh, okay. on big Sky, because his whole family is like psycho, and he has like three sons and a daughter and a wife and him, and they're all crazy ranch hands. And spoiler alert, please, if you haven't seen Big Sky or you're gonna watch it, please skip forward like a minute. His like his son has died, his <gasps> other son has died, his other son has died, and his daughter, him, and his mom are left, and and, and the mom. Yeah, it's crazy. So oh, I think God. he's gonna die next because I think it's the like it's kind of like the girls versus the boys, and so all the other men have died. So I think he's gonna be next, and he's already had a stroke, and his wife already tried to poison him. Oh my God! So I think he's about to be out. But he's anyway, dead. so uh, Carlos Gomez, he's actually uh, he's actually a good guy. Oh. Um, Ted Levine paid him off to uh, say like his like he wasn't growing some bad crops or something like that. So, but yeah, he's on it, so. Yeah! All right, next is. Junk time! Welcome back to my favorite of the show where I eat junk and Candace asks me questions. You wanna try my caramel coconut butter cup? I don't wanna. What? You don't? It's Why? gonna ruin the taste of Reese's for me. No, it won't. Why yes, would it, it ruin will. the taste of Reese's? Here. Candace. It's just a little It's not squidgy. worth the risk. What are you talking about? I wanna eat my. Gamesa. Does it taste like Reese's beef? Reese's beefs? Reese's, Reese's coconut. Caramel, caramel. coconut buttercup. Hmm. 
I have to pee so badly. Oh my god. Guinness. Okay, go. Ask yourself the question. <laughs> few, few short messages from our sponsors. So while Noah's in the bathroom, I actually will give you guys a little pitch. So on my Hardens and Hard Hats account, I have applied for some different codes for some products that I enjoy using. And I got one code for a flip stick, which is a really cool phone accessory that you stick to the back of your phone. And it's really slim. You can stick it in your pocket like after you have the sticky stuff on. But anyways, the sticky stuff, it sticks to everything. Like I stick it to like the wall, to like a water bottle. I use it to make videos. I use it to watch videos. It also has a stand on the back so you can actually stand it up and, you know, watch Netflix, watch Monk. I have it on my phone right now. I have my little junk monk guy that is printed on my phone case, which is super cool by the way. And then I have my flip stick right above it and I have the inked marble pattern, which is really cool. And then I just open it up and it has this blue sticky stuff. It is actually like invented by NASA and it's super sticky. It sticks on everything. Like I said, I use it to watch videos, watch Instagram stories, watch YouTube, all the things. So if you're interested in flip stick, I do have a code for you and that is hard hats. That's H-A-R-D-H-A-T-S. And that gets you 20% off your order at getflipstick.com. That is G-E-T-F-L-I-P-S-T-I-K.com. Okay, Noah's back. I'm not gonna lie, these caramel coconut buttercups are extremely good. Do they taste like Reese's? I mean, I would say they taste like Reese's with dark chocolate. But I'm also used to tasting like weird things that taste weird now, you know? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, that's amazing. Cause yeah, because everything I, is like I don't trash. Have, yeah. I understand. I don't have real sugar, so. Okay, well, I already know how these taste. And I don't want to like ruin my appetite because I'm going to a dance later. Oh, okay. I'll have one. No worries. You I'll could also one. just have a bite. Uh, I only like the top part of it. Oh, the little poof balls. Yeah. Not the little, like, wafer cookie. The wafer cookie looks nasty. I've never actually tried it. But... <laughs> okay, my first question is, 12 items or less? No. How many items? At least, like, 23. Like, I think that's BS whenever, like, people really expect you to get 12 items or less. Well, it's not, it's not like a goal that you have to hit 20, 12 items or less. I know, no, I understand. If you only have a couple items... This is the speedy checkout. But like and how I many think they're ridiculous for having to go, oh, well, I'll pay for these ones, which is ten, and then I'll pay for these ones, which is ten. Like why not just like the woman probably didn't even care. No, yeah, I don't think she cared. I think she was just proving like she was just saying, like, yeah, Harold is right, not you. But I don't think she actually cared, no. I don't I don't think most people do care. But what so are you saying like the twenty three that number is the limit? Yeah. Of like and then it's like, like, whoa, come on. <laughs> come on, bro. Like, you have a full buggy of groceries. Like, I, if, if someone had, like, I don't know, 30 and they were in that line, I'd be, I wouldn't even say anything. I think 23 is where I start to think about it. But, like, 30, I wouldn't even say anything. 50, 60, I would be like, whoa. I honestly think it's it's more about the mass of what you have in your hands than, like, what you have. Like I said, if you have a huge buggy full of, like, just piled on. Then you're like, why are you in this line? Yeah. You can't be in this line. What if it was like 60, like... Shut up, Toby. Stop. 
stupid. So stupid. So trying to walk up and down the stairs. Didn't even set up the equipment and screaming. I know. Recording. Rude. Okay, anyway. But yeah, like, nowadays it's like, oh, I have 20 Windexes. You scan it once and then click the button 20 times. Oh, yeah. Or like the same one. Bleep, 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 yeah. bleep, bleep. Yeah, true. Exactly. So it is actually speedier than having 12 different items. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good point, Noah. I like that. Thank you. Okay. What is your greatest fear? And what is the opposite of it? Greatest fear? Like if you were like, okay, yeah, if someone knew how to kill me, like they could kill me with this. Like this is my greatest fear. However, the opposite of that is... <laughs> Oh, I get what you're saying. I don't even know. You go first. You usually have, like, an answer to these, um, like, on okay. deck. Okay. I actually don't. I See, my, my greatest, like, fear, like, that's actually a tangible thing. Like, an intangible thing would probably be, like, dying or <laughs> or sickness. I thought of mine. But my tangible thing is probably fire. Wow. And the opposite of fire is water. That one's pretty easy. That one is pretty easy. Dang, that was lame. Okay. But, yeah. My... The opposite killer, they'd be like, oh, she's afraid of fire, so they drown her. <laughs> and it would be, like, so not obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I would say my biggest fear is that my friends, they will like me because I'm like, I don't know. Like, they don't actually like me. What? You know? No way. Yes. Like. What? Like, they, like, pity me or something. What? Yeah. <laughs> what's the opposite? But are we, we're not talking about killing, though. You're just saying, what's the opposite of? Yeah. I don't even know, though, because it's lame. Like, what am I supposed so, to say? My friends love me so much that I died or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they suffocate me with their kindness. No. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, that's why I tried to pick a tangible thing. Like, because, yeah, my, my thing is, like, abstract, like getting really sick or dying or you know what I mean like you can't kill me with not dying that just mm-hmm. makes sense it's like the exact opposite of making For sense real. um <laughs> so like something tangible it doesn't I mean I don't even have that big of a fear of heights I'm pretty afraid of heights I'm not like I, I swing out my window <laughs> like Tarzan <laughs> but yeah I don't even I'm not scared of a lot of things I'm just gonna like snakes. Snakes freak the frick out of me. Like not even like snakes in a box I can deal with. Like I'm not like utterly scared of snakes. Yeah, but, like, you're right. If I'm in the wild and someone's like, "Watch out! There's like snakes near here or something," I'm like, "Oh my god! Why the fudge would you tell me that?" And yeah. I like run away. Yeah. That's gonna be at least like five times in my yeah. freaking life. I'm like. Or like I'm swimming like, in I a just... lake and they're like, "Watch out for water moccasins." I'm like. What do you mean, watch out for water moccasins? Like, how? How? This water is, like, brown. Yeah. I can't see the water moccasins, so I'm pretty sure the water moccasins better watch out for me, because they can see me. I don't understand why you even say sense. that. Like, yeah, gross. How, uh, until they, like, bite me or whatever, like, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> I feel yeah. like I would I would a montage of every time that I've I've been like one foot away from like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> we and had the like snake videos, remember? We what had that snake, snake video, video a long time ago. You you found a snake and then we put it on the table. This little, that little mini snake Garden and then we made thing? yeah, and then we made like slow motion videos of it <laughs> slithering around. It was super creepy. Toby wouldn't even come outside and look at the baby snake that we were playing with. 
So I guess you're not that afraid of snakes if you're playing with one. I guess. Okay, then. I'm not even, like, afraid of clowns or anything. Oh, yeah, I'm not afraid of clowns. They're scary. I'm afraid of, like, scary clowns, but not, like, when people are like, oh, my God, there's a clown at this party. I'm gonna leave. Like, I don't care. Not that I go to a lot of parties with clowns, but. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We don't actually know if we're afraid of clowns. You know what, though? I actually am afraid of afraid of bees and wasps no if they're around i run i run that is so funny because i've been like trying to get over my not i don't even have a fear of bees anymore because like i watch this one youtuber who's like she always like she's a beekeeper Mm -hmm. and she like like someone calls her and is like yo there's a bunch of bees in my backyard yeah or like a gigantic hive and she like no protection nothing she's just like short sleeve like I don't even, uh-huh. and she just, like, scoops up bees, puts them in their new hive, like, dives in, looks for the mother That's bee. That's just crazy. Puts her in a clip, throws her in the other one, and they all go to it. There's no way. Well, like, she, she literally just scoops them out and puts them in there. She's like, I knew these bees were friendly because they weren't non-friendly. And I she's like, mother. Yeah. <laughs> I am their queen. <laughs> she, she grew wings and flew away. <laughs> I have to show her what I have to show you one of her videos because it is creepy how comfortable she is around them. Well, I for one, I was always afraid of bees and like hornets and wasps because I didn't know if I was like allergic to them. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know, maybe I go into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> I don't know because I've never been stung. And then I got stung a couple of months ago in the nose mm-hmm. by a wasp, and it was. So painful. I oh was crying. I was crying so bad because it hurt so... It was throbbing. Like, when a pain is, like, throb... I've never had a throbbing pain like that. I've had a lot of sharp pain. But, like, throbbing, like, it felt like I had a heartbeat. Like, foom, 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 foom. And it hurt so bad. I had put an ice pack on it. And I was like, freak, oh, my gosh. It was bad. And... But now... Like, I know that I'm not, like, anaphylactic shock, right? Because I didn't, that didn't happen. But now, I'm just afraid of being stung because it hurt that bad. That's disgusting. (laughs) That girl's hand is covered in bees. That is not cool, bro. That's nasty. Wow. I literally, like, binge-watched for, like, two hours this morning. All of her videos. Oh, wait. She's a YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) All ten videos. No, she has, like, a YouTube channel, and I just watched video after video, and it is so interesting. But I've gotten stung by a bee twice. Oh. And one of the times I got stung by a bee went, ow, that hurts, and pulled the sticker out, and then it didn't hurt. Like, we are just walking into a restaurant, and the bee stung me, and I just pulled it out, and I was like, (gasps) but yeah, that was it. Really? Because I remember, because I was like, yo, why is there a bee, and then I... It's, I saw, not saw it sting me, but it, it stung me. I was like, ow. Mm-hmm. I was like, and it doesn't hurt anymore. And my mom was like, yeah, because you pulled the stinger out. And I was like. What? I didn't know that. Ow. That's interesting. That might not even be how it works. And then that was just a dream of mine. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, accurate. I'm 90% sure that actually happened. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Okay. We're going to end junk time with our viewer's voice, which is from William Shore on Facebook, who says, Group therapy brought out the best in Monk. He had to deal with the phobia of sharing personal history with the others. And it showed Monk in a way 
which other episodes couldn't, and essentially made him aware that others had issues too. I agree. That was a good one. Yes. Thank you so much. And if you want to be our next viewer's voice, make sure you submit it quick. We're coming up to the end, guys. Eek. Plot holes. All right, Noah, do you have any plot holes? I think I have like four. Okay. Let me do my callback one first. Okay. Fight City Hall. You mentioned that because, right? (laughs) Everyone in the city council thinks they're going to die, basically. Okay. And then the other one is the daredevil when Monk is happy that he thinks someone's trying to kill Harold. Oh, yeah. He's he's smiling because his group's dying. Yeah. And he does the same thing. And they probably like, I think somebody's trying to kill Harold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. First plot hole. Dr. Bell is a married man. How dare that woman in the bathtub say those things. She was like, oh, yeah, he's cute, I guess, or whatever. He's like an old man, though. I know. She was like in her 30s. Yeah, he is kind of handsome, though. Like for he's like a Whoa. he's like a old distinguished. Oh my gosh! Remember the other day when our dad had the uh, he was trying to see what black shirt looked good on him, and it was like his t-shirt and it had a little turtleneck. Oh like, yeah. And we were like, that shirt looks like a turtleneck, and I was like, you look like Doctor Bell. <laughs> he's bald too. <laughs> that was funny. He did though. He totally did. It was it was funny. But um, he's a married man. He is. <laughs> he's not that attractive. He, I think he's for, an for an old person. He's like, all right. I'm th- he's a handsome older man. He's got to be like seventy years old. No, it probably there. I would say there he's probably sixty. I think maybe. Oh my god. I don't know. Have you seen Ellen? How old is Hector Elizondo? Yeah, he's eighty-four right now. Oh my god. Yeah, and that was how many years ago? Two thousand nine. Yeah, he was like 70 years old <laughs> on Monk. Yeah, he looks good. He's handsome for a 70-year-old man. I will say that on the record. Okay, this probably is totally, completely accurate, which is terrible. But your HMO all of a sudden tells you that you only have 2,000 sessions when you're at 100 and, uh, 1,999. Okay, that's what I was thinking. And then I also thought that, isn't it weird that his HMO told him that right as they were all getting murdered? <laughs> No. Oh, yeah. That's a very how convenient moment, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. That is true. Okay. Uh, My next one is Dr. Bell. Did he surprise Adrian on purpose with Harold being in the group therapy session? Because Dr. Bell knows exactly who Harold is. Like, to Monk. Like, you know, Adrian. Like, Adrian, you know Harold Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. But he didn't mention that. When he offered group therapy. Like, he didn't say, Monk, you could come to group therapy. And, but I should tell you that Harold Crenshaw will be there. And I know he's your enemy. Yeah. Like, I thought that was weird. Like, you could argue that maybe Dr. Bell thought, like, well, he'll never come if I tell him that Harold is there. Mm -hmm. But it might be good for him to come anyways. I thought of that. But then, then, what about this one? When... Monk gets into the session and they kind of hide Harold's like identity until they're like, and you know, Harold, right? Harold is like, hello, Adrian. I hope that we can work together and put aside our differences. Like Harold is acting like he also knew that Monk was coming Mm -hmm. and he didn't know that because Monk just decided to come and he just showed up. But Harold is kind of acting like he knew like if that, to me, if that was, if, if Harold was like that bad, he would have been like, 
oh my gosh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Instead, he was like super mature. Yeah. Like he turned it on really fast for Dr. Bell. Like, oh crap, I have to be really mature about this. Mm-hmm. He had like 30 seconds to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's that mature. I don't know. So, yeah. Okay. Um, hasn't it been said before that Monk pays out of pocket for his therapy? I thought about that. Like, where they're like, Monk, you can't go three times a week because it's so expensive or something like that. Oh, you know what? I'm not sure about that. What I thought of is the Mr. Monk paints his masterpiece whenever he gives Dr. Kroger the painting. And he's like, Adrian, I noticed you didn't bring a check the last couple of sessions. And he's like, (gasps) this will pay for it. Oh, that's... But but the reason that that's not a plot hole, though, is because in this episode, they say that the HMO reimbursed Adrian. So he still has to write the doctors a check. Mm. So he could still just, like, not have written Dr. Kroger a check. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, yeah. Okay. But I'm not sure about that specifically. Like, if people saying, like, Monk, you can't pay for that. It's too expensive. Because his he obviously didn't have to pay for it ever. But I'm not sure about that one, actually. I'm actually done with mine. Okay, what about this one? Whenever Augie is on the ground, dead, and he's missing hair. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it looks like he was taped up. Because, look, he's missing hair. What tape pulls off that much hair? I don't know. There's when some you... pretty good tape. There's no way. Like, he had full of hair and it was like waxed off and i'm like why would you even buy wax if you could just use tape to rip your hair out i don't know candace i've never done i thought it was pretty convincing and my plot with that was that no none of the officers noticed that none of the detectives Uh, noticed that i just like what do they do when monks not there (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly "Hmm, this guy fell was it a suicide or was it murder? Maybe they just All right, like let's go grab a beer. Yeah, maybe they just <laughs> leave it there. Maybe they just leave the bu- like they get to the scene. It's a weird scene, and so they're like, before we check it out, let's call Monk instead of like looking around. I don't know. That's a that's a good one actually. That's actually <laughs> what a good do they one. Do? Okay, so my next. I only have two more actually. So Rhonda, the that medical supply store that she was working in and she was died in, kind of sort of looked like the auto parts store a little bit. That we just saw in Mr. Monk Takes a Stand. It looked kind of like the door was in the same spot. And they mm. kind of just moved some stuff around to That's make it like, look thinking. different. Because I was like, this was the episode I was thinking of whenever they whenever they came in. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I was expecting to see like the medical supplies. And it was an auto parts store. And I was like, that must be a different episode. And it was this one. So Yeah, I felt like we were there before. Yeah, right? It mm-hmm. seemed really familiar. Okay. All right, my last one is fourth wall break. When? When Harold does the here's what happened. And has a summation when he does the hand thing. Mm-hmm. When he says, here's what happened. And he's like, he's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would Harold know those things? How would Harold know those things? I felt like that was a little, like, poke at itself, right? Mm-hmm. I think that... I feel like that was a poke at the, the show's expense. Yeah. Like, that Harold knew that information somehow, not... I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a fourth wall break there. I agree. How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus crazy moments. Okay, out of ten, what? Out of ten, I forgot to think of one. What's yours? Okay, I have a couple. So. Oh wow. Okay, I put. I have two minor ones. Out of ten, mini flashlights. Oh yes. 
out of 10 bottles of Windex. Okay. Even though there was 20. <laughs> and then the one I liked best was out of 10 croquet sticks. Oh, yeah. Uh, why did... They could have used anything for that. Why did they have to use a croquet stick? Why couldn't it have been like a golf club? Yeah, Who even plays croquet? I know. I played once. It's fun. <laughs> Do you have one? Out of 10, carjacks. Nice. That was a really good idea. Like, I, I, the carjack was a really good idea. I don't even know. Okay, a bunch of crazy moments. So I'm going to go quick. Here we go. Okay, he washed one dish because he had an omelet. <laughs> he goes to group therapy seven times the national average. His fears list is pretty long. Disappointing his father, germophobia, sibling rivalry, the death of his mother, height, fear of fear itself, claustrophobia, fear of bees, blenders, and bees and blenders. He's ridiculous like a fox. <laughs> And he makes Natalie do the bike session, and he doesn't even pedal. He shakes a uh, he shakes Harold's hand, and then him and Harold wipe together. He made two million dollars last year. <laughs> I love that. I made two hundred and ten thousand dollars last year. How much did you make? Two million. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> he buys twenty bottles of Windex, twelve items or less of the same item. Believes he's the killer. And then really believes it with the cleaning products. Um, the Oh, Natalie mentions that seeing himself naked or seeing a documentary on the Discovery Channel makes him, <laughs> uh, like, triggers him or something, makes him black out. Um, and then Harold and Monk also have a list of a few things, which are germs, nature, puppets, snakes, thunder, pinatas, and milk. <laughs> okay, so out of 10 carjacks, how crazy was Monk this episode? I thought he was like, I don't know, six, maybe seven, because he wasn't normal. He was way above his normal. Even, not even like, there's normal and there's monk normal, and Mm -hmm. this is way above monk normal. So I'll give him like an eight, seven or eight. Okay, I gave him nine. Oh. Because I didn't think he was like far, far crazy, like perfect ten. But between him and Harold, Harold always gets him really riled up, Mm -hmm. and he thought he was the killer. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, that's yeah. that's what I put. All right, final segment. Rate this episode. All right. Okay. You can go first, Candace. Okay, so just so you guys know, I rate all episodes a 10, and then I go up from there. So, I'm going to have to go with, I quite enjoyed this episode. I thought it was very funny. The Herald action was the absolute best. I think it was a pretty strong episode, and if this is the end of Harold, I think that they did a great job summing up their relationship, even though it's very sad, but I think they did a great job. So I'm going with a 10.9. Nine is... I thought I was high when I gave it an eight. Okay. I gave it an eight. This episode is straightforward, consistent, therefore I'm giving it my... Most straightforward, consistent number. <laughs> An eight. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Eight. It was strong, like you said. It was strong. And, I don't know. I have mixed Well, minds. I thought it was strong. You thought it was solid. Yeah. Yeah. Str- I gave it a strong nine. You gave it a solid eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of our uh, description of those numbers, if you haven't figured that out. I think it's a strong nine. <laughs> All right, guys. 
We have to have to go because Noah's going to another dance because Noah loves to dance. He's such a raver. Oh my gosh, Noah, you're not going to believe. Toby and I have our dance lesson scheduled for next Friday. (laughs) No fracking way. I am so excited. And they asked what what dance we wanted to learn, but I wasn't on the phone, so I didn't get to answer. So what what dance should we do? Tango. Tango? Well, we already know some like tango tango. steps. So I was thinking like salsa. Yeah. So we feel like salsa dancing, which we're like (laughs) never probably do. But doesn't that sound cool to be like, oh yeah, I can salsa. So. That would be so sick. I'm oh really excited. Gosh. So I'll let you guys know how that goes <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.